0: Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast.
1: So I, I kind of want to start some of these out with like something absurd and it's just hilarious because I told you, I texted you guys about listening to the podcast at half speed. Yeah. Did you do that?
0: No, I didn't. Cause I thought I sounded enough like an idiot without it being,
1: Oh my gosh. It it is, be... It's so funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, everyone are you talking about, faster. No, no, no.
0: Oh, you made it slower.
1: Oh yeah. Here, listen to this.
0: Oh yeah. It's definitely worse. If it comes up. That'd go. be funny.
1: I would. <laughs> like sounds wasted.
2: I'm on. At it. one point you could bite your thumb at someone and it was the equivalent <laughs> of saying like F you. <laughs> It's almost, really?
1: it's almost too slow. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's like, like when they riot, right, it's right, When they
2: right. slowed down Pelosi, yeah. that clip of Pelosi, oh, you know, she sounded wasted. Do
1: that to people Ooh. and be so like, like I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna Double die know it. That. At least I know. What I'm, that. Pretty I'm pretty sure. Like,
0: it's are legit. you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you biting your thumb? Are you coming on <laughs> to me? Yeah. That's enough.
1: That's enough. All right. Just, oh, that's fantastic. That was great. Oh, my gosh. Because I've done that with other podcasts. I'm like, why is there even a half-speed option? Is there, that for I people that, there was
0: a half-speed option. For people that, that don't really understand that really talking
1: it. Me. 1x speed and <laughs> just like I guess. It's oh, hilarious so,
0: funny.
1: <clears throat> so anyway Today we're going to talk about Gambling I think that's kind of the main Subject here get into it a little faster than Yesterday talked about Tampons for a while are we keeping the lights
2: On
0: Jeez oh, <sighs> JJ
1: <Fail>. It's fine <laughs> welcome back We're new we're new at this It's fine we can make a mistake every <laughs> once in a while um, yeah, so gambling. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where we all like Vegas. First of all, this is this is Nathan Palmer. He's also part of our office, There's- new to the podcast. Big dog, first uh, time, first time. That's good. first time. Trying to popping that cherry, baby. <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, so Nathan, uh, you know, been a longtime friend of mine. Justin's brother. Um, you know, my he's, boss. Yeah. <laughs> there. <laughs> there. Got that covered. Um. So, so really it's it's just, you know, uh, one of those things where we typically just in our industry that we work in, we'll go to Vegas once or twice a year. Um, you know, gamble and any chance we get do all that any t- any excuse we get. So if it's uh yeah, if there's any reason at all <laughs> <laughs> to go out there, no. Um, it's always a work
0: purpose. Sometimes you gotta make a
2: detour on the way back from Phoenix.
0: Wives and significant others listening. It's always for work.
3: Always. No,
1: it is always for work. Yeah. There's always something for work you can do in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, that's true. Um, so yeah. So, so essentially we go out there, um, you know, and, and there's always been a taboo about gambling, Vegas, anything sin city, you know, they call it that it's almost to just provoke the religious community. Right. Um, and, you know, it's something that we, we like. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy gambling. We like playing the slots, playing the table games, you know, just just having fun, right?
2: Craps for life.
1: Yeah. And so I, I have relatives. I have friends, um, you know, that I grew up with and that I still know that are just like, you went where? You did what? Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it's just, you know, Vegas has always just been like an adult arcade for me. Um, you know, we don't have a problem with arcades. Uh, but... You know, aside from that, going a little deeper into it, it's just you know you kind of wonder like wh- where is this perception coming from? You know, why do people think it's so bad? Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say
0: because I didn't know it was bad. I mean, I know it's bad for your pockets at times.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or great for your pockets at times. Or
0: great for your pockets
1: in moments.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Glass half full in
2: moments. <laughs> in moments. <laughs> in
1: moments. And then and you then never everyone lose, gets excited. You learn. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's that's powerful. <laughs>
3: That'll preach.
1: That, that could apply to a lot of different things. It's just things. out it's there. Just it takes gambling.
3: a long time to learn.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's a little more painful. Yeah. The lesson than most.
1: <laughs> but it's still less than a college education, typically. Right? Say if you lose $1,000 every time you go to Vegas, you're still going to be ahead. And you're going to have way more <laughs> fun. you have way more fun. That's true. Meet new <gasps> people. Hopefully. Hopefully don't get yourself into too much trouble out there. Um, so I guess
0: why does it have a... Or I guess in your experience, why yeah, does it have a bad so, rap?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, you know... It, Again, a lot, like a lot of things, it's about self control, right? Um, Justin, did you? I, I did you look anything up and just see kind of yeah. exactly what's going on there?
2: Yeah. So, in preparing for the show, I wanted to do our diligence. So, I did a, a five minute deep dive into Ooh. what Google thinks about whether or not the Bible is okay with this. So, uh, that's for you guys. So, basically, uh, that it's not like no, like not mentioning gambling by name at least is what most of the stuff i'm seeing and again you know please don't come here for your actual like bible content like this is just we're trying to figure this out you know and you know i think for me a lot of what you know i'm going through now is i think there needs to be an alignment between like a holy text or scripture and your conscience so it's like i think first a lot of all, these these topics like I like to just try to find some stillness and just go inward and say like, okay, what's really wrong about this, right? If it leads you to do something that's destructive, hurt other people, hurt your family, you know, it causes you to lie, cheat and steal, whatever. Right. So there's, there's a lot of like ancillary arms that, you know, can, can come off of this beast. But um, for the most part, it looks like a lot of the verses, they tie it back into, you know, the love of money, you know, being sinful or being evil or, You know, there's topics of just being a good steward, right, where you see all throughout Jesus' teachings where, you know, he's giving people or he's telling stories about people that have been given talents or a certain amount of money, right? The people that squander it or even that just go bury it in the ground, you know, there's just a lot to be said for, you know, stewarding the resources that you have. So it's like, sure, you could probably make a pretty solid argument that gambling isn't maybe the wisest, you know, way to use your resources but then if you're gonna go down that road i'd say like okay all the karens that are buying a five dollar latte every day like that's Mm -hmm. pretty irresponsible of your finances like that's way more money than i'd be spending if i went out you know hit a casino or something like that so or if you're that christian
1: dude driving a maserati to church it's just like how's that different mm -hmm. this is something you decided to buy to enjoy well, key, yeah, it ties a lot of it into materialism,
2: right? Which is the Bible has, you know, plenty to say about that. But it's like also then you juxtapose kind of that reality from, you know, what the Bible says about money and materialism. And then it's like, look at our culture. I mean, we've talked about this many times about um, kind of how I call it capitalism or the American dream can often have like conflict with a lot of, of scripture.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. And and like you were saying, it's just a lot of it's the love of money, thinking you're going to go there and win big so that you can buy more crap that you don't need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, have a bigger house, get a nicer car, which, I mean, there's certain things about the human experience we enjoy about that. And, you know, it's arguable whether any of the ambition or drive to get those things or uh, the, the reasoning for that drive is, is good or not. But um, I feel
0: like it's more so just like a, like a thrill of like, dude, I just put hundred bucks down. I'm walking out of here with 600 and I just had a great time
1: or <laughs> nothing. Gabby. That or roller.
0: Okay. I've actually <laughs> never left Vegas with money. So <laughs>
2: See, some people like to spend hundreds of dollars, fly up to Cedar point, spend another hundreds of dollars to get into the park, buy a bunch of food and whatever, yep. ride your roller right. coasters, get your thrill, go home. I mean, or skydive So and <laughs> So growing up the way the way I grew up, and then being involved in churches and ministry, and going to like ministry schools and stuff like that, I the first time I ever went to Vegas was last year with the, with an as like with the office for a, a work trip, and that was my first experience really. Cause I, I mean, I never really went to casinos. A lot of it was probably just nah, not necessarily like shame or guilt, but I just like. I I didn't really have the money a to be gambling and then B it just has that negative perception. And so many of the decisions you make in that world are just based off of optics. Not really what you feel like, you know, may or may not be right. So, um, my first time there, I just had no idea what to expect. And it was like, it was insane. It was so much fun learning, (laughs) like learning craps. I just like, I could go down and just sit at that craps table all night long. It was so much fun. But just something about it was just the, like thrilling and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, at least when you're out there, shoot, bro, like the Tampa Casino is insane. Like their minimum bets are like 25 bucks on a lot of table games. So it's like you better hit quick and early or you're going to be like mm-hmm. either out of there real quick or you're going to be hurting for cash. So what? At least Vegas, you got them $5 minimum. So Shout out Ellis Island for life. Yeah, Ellis
1: <laughs> Island's legit. Oyo, Oyo. When, table, yeah. when the table's open, you know. I'll never forget that night. That was so it was, upsetting. It was me you and Luke, wasn't it? I know. Oh, yeah, man. it was good. Five dollars minimums. I Island. Because what
0: happened with Oyo? They weren't. They, they weren't. Just, the they didn't table have the wasn't table open. open. It was
1: like, oh, we open tomorrow at eleven. Some stupid rules. I'm like, yeah. I mean, like it's like, it all It's like ready. prime time, like five p.m., <laughs> six p.m. Like, what are we doing here, Oyo? Yeah, it was dumb. But uh, so, so about that. So, what, what, at what point does it become thrilling, and then at what point does it become negative because at some point you get so bummed out that you lost $500 in Vegas on this trip or a thousand call it whatever and you're just like oh that sucks and you just can't stop thinking about it at some point Uh that probably crosses the line into like well did you really go there planning to lose the money
0: well you have to be you have to go in there knowing what you're willing to lose that's probably when it gets well, unhealthy when it. you when you lose what you're willing to lose and you're like oh but what if i do one more time and i can win that money back i think that's when it becomes unhealthy when yeah, yeah. you just like you you can't stop yourself from wanting
1: Yeah, your 10th trip to the atm is, right it's probably mm-hmm. yeah. if
0: it's affecting you paying your car payment then it's probably an issue
1: right Right alimony though it's like you know if you're paying alimony or something you know <laughs> right and you're it short it's not, not a big deal, deal. yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to like buy food yeah of course that's that's one thing so I mean Nathan uh, you know it's it's interesting getting your perception because I would I would probably consider you and Luke kind of on that same spiritual level and just having a very simple outlook on the Christian faith and everything um but you're probably the, the one that loves this the most out of all of us. <laughs> so it it's just interesting that dichotomy and, and just understanding it just be interesting to get your take on it. You know, how do you feel about it? At what point do you feel like it's, it's wrong or inappropriate? And I guess what, what would you say is probably the mainstream perception and how would you say that they may be, you know, a little bit misled on, you know, their feelings about it and why, you know, it may be okay within certain bounds, I guess.
3: We may have to go one question. That's uh, fine. I was like
1: six. <laughs> just but thought of it as just said, them as I thought of it. You didn't Sub questions. It's fine. I, I did not. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. So what's your, what, so what was yeah, the first question? No, it's just, it's really just like, you know, what's, what's your feeling on it? You know, just having, having the upbringing, uh, similar to Justin, I mean, just, um, traditionally, you know, I think a lot of us in our upbringing, because I, I grew up in Assemblies of God churches, you know, we were very legalistic and, and a lot of people just had such a negative outlook on gambling, period. Mm-hmm. You know, just period. Um, So what what would you say in, in your perspective, you know, makes it okay? Or uh, maybe, you know, why are people's perceptions just so strict and, and maybe go over the line when it comes to, you know, gambling and, you know, within like healthy boundaries.
3: So I think that was six questions again, but we'll just start with <laughs> what the basic Probably idea tried. on gambling
1: was. I'm getting better
3: at this. Hopefully. So, I mean, yeah, look, uh, you, you cannot deny that uh, growing up uh, this topic would have been revered similar to uh, the sex idea. Not that like that it was just bad. It was wrong. Right? Not mm-hmm. like it's okay later, it's okay under the right circumstances, it's okay, and whatever. It was just, it was taboo, it was wrong, and, and probably because it's very pragmatically associated with a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether, it, whether it's alcohol, drugs.
1: Prostitution, being Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And so...
2: Um, Them little cards are everywhere. <laughs> I was not ready for that. And low-key... I was kind of surprised by some of the pricing. I was like... Is it on the card? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you just... I don't know, you know? I'm just taking it straight up, and I'm like... Looking at all of these together, hers feels a little low. (laughs) Hers is... Way too high. You spread them like a deck of cards. <laughs> you're like, you're doing trading cards. Bro, I'm into Pokemon. You know, it's collectibles. It's true. Um, yeah, some no.
1: Pokemon, you're like, what? That, it why was, is that one so it, expensive? No, I,
2: it was just one of those things where it was like, there was a bunch on one of the fences while we were walking by, and I just caught a few of them. I'm like, oh, well, good for her. She's got a very high opinion of herself. That's good.
1: <laughs> hey, if you can get it, you can get it. She may be known for You can always talents.
2: negotiate down. Yeah, you want to
1: start high. <laughs> 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 you know, what surprised me were the midgets. I hadn't experienced that until <laughs> so we. Can had we watched. get into that. <laughs> we can tell the story. It's fine. Oh man,
0: I'm not telling this. I was. <laughs> was the, I there? I don't, don't think I was there.
2: Where were we, we were walking home we were from? Walking somewhere down the strip. So that's a massive side tangent. We will get yeah, back yeah, on track, we were, but.
1: No, it's it's fine. We do this. Um, so we were we are walking down the strip. I think we were going. Um, I think we were headed south from Planet Hollywood. I think we were going somewhere. I don't know somewhere because we were staying playing Hollywood, and we just go and these guys Were always soliciting, you know, uh, for like escorts and you know different clubs and parties and stuff, and uh, and he was he was like, hey, we got you know midgets tonight and whatever. She's and just like, what? <laughs> and then he follows it up by like, hey, I can't make you. You just gotta want it. You gotta want it. <laughs> just like, like, okay, I'm gonna need at least twenty four hours, brother. Not, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that That's for hilarious. inquiry. Just, just imagine how many drunk guys are going down the street like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I could be into that.
0: Now, now if you ever hear us say to each other, "You gotta want it," you gotta want that. That's
1: exactly, yeah. No summoning inside. (laughs) What is the height qualification for a midget?
3: I
0: think.
1: I think it's under five foot for an adult, isn't it? Five four ten. Or something I don't know. You, you want to look that up? I'm, like I'm
0: five two, so I'd rather it not be five Because <laughs> <I'm, laughs>
1: I've heard
2: this, and it's like technically four under five or four, four eleven. Four eleven. That's what I thought. Yeah. But like, could you look it up? There's a very I feel like this is important. This is. is it, I don't know how inappropriate this is, but
1: there's just like. I mean, we're talking about this is these are defined things. We're not making fun of anyone.
0: For any midgets watching, totally utmost respect for you guys.
1: Absolutely <laughs> sure. This says what are the chances? Well, cause there's oh, yeah. like four ten,
2: there's like dwarfism yeah. where it's like the mm-hmm. features and it's like, there's some like small, like, um, kind of proportion things that may not be on, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's people that are like four foot 10 that are just really tiny yeah. humans. I don't yeah. know. We'll do our research and come back. There's probably something else going on.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know that we'll revisit this right away. <laughs> <laughs> Wait not. till we have a bigger audience. Yeah. It may not be ever. <laughs> We've more people to just cancel us before we can get off the ground. It's fine. It's totally fine. But anyway, uh, swinging this back around here, um, yeah. So, so you were saying. Uh, so, what, 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 what did? What was your first perception? What was your first um, experience gambling? And then, did you have reservations the first time you did it, or how did that go?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it felt wrong, so it felt right. <laughs> okay, I feel that. Yeah, I felt that one. You know. Yeah. I think the first
0: time—I
3: <laughs> think the first time I was out there was with uh, Zelnick, mm-hmm. out there for a work conference, and um, I wasn't making a lot of money at the time, and uh, and he kind of took us around, and we were gambling with his money. So was that was that
1: when I was there too? It could have been. Okay,
3: I mean, I don't know if that would have been my first, but certainly one of the first.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's one. It
3: very well could have been
1: my first. That's when. That's when I had my. My your one incident one year old with with us yeah. Uh, <laughs> you brought the baby at the casino, uh, like well, hangover style. Uh,
2: little Carlos, <laughs>
1: little Carlos. <laughs> you brought your little Carlos. <laughs> yeah, no, it was.
2: uh He <laughs> <You> got him. <laughs> uh,
1: well, oh man, I didn't. It was uh, my first time in Vegas. And so, like Christina was just like, "Well, I'm gonna go." And I so, could just imagine. And, and Lindsay was there too, you know, Nathan's ah, Nathan's wife. That's right. We didn't so, have kids though, yeah, right? You didn't have kids, right. no. But we had the baby, and we were just staying in this place <laughs> off the strip. And uh, <laughs> there's some stories from that trip. I don't know if I'll tell right now, but
3: um, <laughs> little Carlos,
1: little Carlos,
0: <laughs> was that uh, his
1: name? But yeah, so yeah, Whatever. so so the boss, the boss we had at the time or the guy we worked with uh, or for, he had was basically just kind of like he just wanted people to sit there and gamble with him. So mm-hmm. he was just throwing us 20s and putting it into like the I think video poker mm-hmm. machine. And we were just kind of just, OK, whatever, free money, you know. And so uh, I, we won a little bit on that and then like, you know, pocketed some of the earnings to gamble the next day. And I think we went further south uh, So I think it was South Point off the strip the mm-hmm. following day. And we were just like made 300 bucks on some other slots.
3: Yeah, dude literally hit like the he was betting the minimum bet and won the highest like multiple you could win on the machine, uh, was which
1: was $300. So, so dumb. Oh, even if you were doing we a bigger bet? bet, bet out?
3: No, well, he would have won. So he but bet he got the minimum and got, it. got the maximum yeah. multiple.
2: I was on betting a dollar. Return. I
1: would have made like 30 grand. I was,
3: oh, Yeah.
1: And pretty much no wonder you hit that Willy Wonka machine
2: so hard last time. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: He was searching for that
2: purse. The Willy Wonka Wonka. machine. We found her. He
0: did did find her.
2: She's a ruthless
1: lover.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She robbed him
1: this time. (laughs) She got you good. No, because the first time we went, I went and did it. And it was like, I think you were with me. I was with you, yeah. And these guys have another brother, Christian. He was with us too. It was like, it was one spin, it was $100. Because mm-hmm. I bet $4 or whatever, you know, on a spin. And I was just like, $100. It's like, I'm out. You know, and this mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. You know, because my sister had told me about the machine. So next time, next trip, I went. It just, I don't think I won anything, like, one time. And it was just literally like 25 spins, and it, was, it goes 100 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So I was out. I was like, this is so stupid. And last time we were at the airport, we, we got another welcome machine, and we were up $400. And it was just like, all right, we should probably walk away. And he's like, no, there's no chance that we don't. At least, you know, you know, (laughs) and then we lose it all. And then the the lady was like attending to, like, guys, you guys were up 400 bucks. You should have walked away. The lady like works it. Right, right, right. It's like, yeah, Uh, that's how it works. Okay. Yeah, well, but I would say that's probably one of the ways that, you know, you know that you're doing it and kind of, if you want to call it a healthy way, is that you're not like greedy. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, it's fine if you know when to walk away and you keep a budget. But at the same time, you kind of do it for fun. It's just like, oh, well, yeah. what if? And if you lose it all, it's like, well, whatever. I lost it all. Yeah.
0: I've, never,
1: I'm, I'm sorry. Cause I've never really seen, I've never heard you complain at all about being down. I mean, you know, it's fun when you're up, but I've never, you know, and, and that's probably.
0: You mentally prepare yourself. A
1: sign that you're just doing it for fun and you're not addicted to it. Yeah. Right? Well,
2: there's something to be said for like, uh, I mean, in a responsible way, but it's just like that active, like detachment from the money. Cause it's like, if it was really hard for me to gamble and like every, every time I lost it, like really hurt, like, I mean, I probably wouldn't do it, but it's just like, I don't know. I just think on some level, like, it's not like you want to be foolish with money by any means, you know, obviously, but I don't know. There's just some aspect where it was just this, you're living out this constant detachment. We were just like, Oh, if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't like, it's not like my, your emotions, obviously you're going to be pumped when you win and bummed and you lose, but like, you know, I don't know, if you can find a way to get through where it's, you know, it's not really affecting you incredibly emotionally. Obviously you want to enjoy it, but like I still remember when we were last time we were in Vegas and we were all sitting on the like uh, computer craps and it was it's a game where you're all kinda of on the same team or you can be if you want to be and like we all like put a bunch of money on the field and like hit like a like a two or something and just went nuts. And it was just like
1: I mean, man, I'll remember that moment forever. And then I lost <laughs> it all. It's just a
0: party, a big party. You
1: know what the funny thing is, too? Everybody's it doesn't even savvy. doesn't even matter how much you bet either. Sometimes, like you could just you could you could be like betting pennies or something, you know. And um, I think a lot of those machines, the, the machines or table games, like the lowest you can find is usually five bucks. I mean, they have dollar blackjack at Oyo. Mm-hmm. Again, shout out to Oyo, but <laughs> um, it's just it's one of those things we're where, open for sponsorships. Yeah. We're yeah. open for sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The next time just we will like, bring the podcast to Vegas <laughs> presented by OYO, um, <laughs> right outside of the uh, Hooters lounge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Across yeah, right. from Tropicana. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't even have to be betting a lot of money. It's just the excitement, right? Sure. I mean, it's just, it's, it's almost like, sure. Maybe it's a little more exciting, more money, you know, you can win, but, um, it's just like it's like any kind of excitement, you know, mm-hmm. like going to the arcade and just like beating one beating time crisis. when we we're a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like got to pay for that, too. The same kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just it's just it's it's just the excitement. It's not so much like, you know, just thinking that, oh, I am going to be rich and my life is going to change. I've never thought that going to Vegas. <laughs> You're never. Being
0: very disappointed.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> I would say there are probably people where that's a problem and that they can't even get into it because they would be it's just they have a personality or they really think that it's the same kind of people that buy lotto tickets every day.
0: Nothing mm-hmm. against,
1: I guess, people that play lottery, it's whatever. It's the way you choose to spend your money. Um but, you know, it's it's it kind of goes into that mindset like what's your mindset going into it. Right. So, because yeah. there's a lot of people that budget, I'll budget, you know, if I if I want to Spend $500 when I go out there or whatever, and you know, I lose it, I lose it, and that's kind of it. You know, I think, and I you're think, real happy, yeah, happy. every time, every time. <laughs> I'm just like, that was it. I just I lost the $500, and uh, I, you know, normally I don't lose all of it. Uh, he's sleeping
0: <laughs> again, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that happened with I think Gabby last couple times, I think, uh, yeah, every time, ran the money pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, I mean, they're not stupid, that's why
2: they got, I mean free drinks slinging around and it's just like, they're creating an environment where you're just mm. feeling a little more ballsy than you normally would. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, you they know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, so from, from that point, I mean, you know, the, there's the time that we were gambling with other people's money. And then from there, would you say you just kind of got hooked on the fun or like what, what made you go back and just keep doing it? Yeah. I mean, so, um, so I
3: mean, my life story is, is pretty simple. I uh, I was told not to do something. I generally didn't do it, and that was okay. So I think uh, having some exposure to it, as opposed um, to Justin, it was, I had to know why it was just that.
2: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I hear what you're saying.
0: Same parents. Hear me out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah Nathan's so.
0: like sure. Justin's like. Meh.
2: <laughs> Well, because my thing was like, have you tried it though? Like, it's <laughs> like <laughs> a bunch of people telling <laughs> you not to do things that they never did, and just like, mm, I don't know,
0: there is something in me. I just had
3: to, I don't know, had to go down the road. Yep. So, anyway, go ahead. Right. Yes, I mean, once I got a once I got a taste of it, um, I liked it and wanted to do it again. And it seemed, you know, I mean, I guess <clears throat> perspectives, everything around it and this and, and several topics, but you know, we're you know, one could argue that you know. All all of our life is a gamble. How, how we spend every minute, you know, mm. we're we're always in an exchange. Whether it's our time, our resource, uh, hoping for some type of emotional or positive experience, right, or feeling that, that comes from
1: yeah. it. So, um, gambling is just the easiest direct illustration of that, and so well, people get f- all weird about it.
3: Yeah, it's it's looked. It's very calculated, right? The sounds, the the graphics. I mean, they're not. Yeah. These people aren't idiots that that make this stuff, uh so they know how to get our endorphins going.
1: The walking dead machine
3: that's it's nice, oh my gosh, <laughs> she pays <laughs> out like one in a thousand, but
1: yeah, no, but every time you're just like,
3: and the problem is if you this caught is, that early, it's gonna be the time you're, you're always hoping it <sighs> yeah. could
1: happen again, <laughs> like with anything, you get a little bit of success when you're a newbie.
3: Oh, it's like when we were at the airport, it's like, well, we only got one of the three bonuses. What are the other bonuses like? Yeah,
0: how long do I have to sit here?
3: And now we can play with the airports money.
1: Yeah, to play them. And we just got yeah, but but that one first bonus happens mm. like once every hundred times, and the other two bonuses are like once every ten <laughs> thousand. is like it gives you that, but it makes it look like they're just as common. Oh, it's crazy. It's always a chance. Yeah. So, what kind of games do you like to play? What's your favorite? Uh so when I started. Out there,
3: um, I only really felt comfortable playing games that didn't weren't around other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a slot machine or whatever, you know, because I, I can, I can mess up and be accountable to me, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm not at a table where, you know my <clears throat> my actions, right or wrong, impact other players' cards or whatever. Mm-hmm. So started out <clears throat> at at any of the video related games, and uh, but I'm proud of myself. I I did learn blackjack and craps and nice. although it's really interesting when you go play with these people blackjack especially you know i had one night where i was just i was hitting it good and um you were hitting good cards but you end up playing with these people who expect you to play by the book mm. and so you know you get a soft hand or you're like man I. it's like you're not supposed to or you're supposed to hit on 16 and it's like that never works for me right yeah Right. Same. So then sudden so you don't do it. Maybe it happens good or bad for you, and but then whatever the next happens, the next guy. Yeah. They get mad. You didn't follow they get the rules pissed that, yeah. yeah, that you didn't follow the rules
2: because then they got a different card. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was my last time in Tampa with my younger brother he was sitting right next to me and he lost every hand and but I was winning everything. So I literally just I just kept giving him a chip to play every time cuz I was like, I mean, you're pretty much the reason I'm getting all these like so I just hey, took my winnings, gave him one to get seat. back in the game.
1: <laughs> you did pick that seat. That yeah, was funny. That's crazy. In Vegas you do see those guys that get pissed. And you just wonder like if if these guys weren't in Vegas and they were out of that element and they were back home, how I many of God, them I'm not that guy's wife Oh gosh! <laughs> well, how many, those are—it's easy to identify the people with problems in Vegas. Like clearly, they're very vocal. They're very yeah. like visually upset and displeased. Um, but then it's so funny—you you wonder how many of those people would identify themselves as Christians in their personal life. Probably a lot. I mean, I would imagine. You know, I mean, it's 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 funny because a lot of people live separate lives, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I see that there's definitely merit, and a lot of people. You know, a lot of people who have these addictive personalities are the first ones to tell you don't do that, right? Because they mm-hmm. think everyone's like them. And, you know, it's not, I mean, how many people, like, how many people, you know, just ha- play the college or, you know, these NBA brackets, right? They'll throw money in a pot yeah. and it's a gamble. I mean, it's they're gambling, right? But it's okay. Because it's not the flashing lights and you're not in Sin City, right? So um, it's just kind of funny, you know, because I just wonder, like, you know, if, if you tried to ask these people, like, how is that different? What, what their answer would be, yeah. right? It's interesting, too, just seeing how much culturally is shifting,
2: like, uh, you know, going forward. If you see more efforts to just kind of legalize, because I think that's that's part of it for me, it's like, like Nate said, it was just like, Oh, I can't do this. Like it takes me hours to go somewhere to do this. So I don't have like access to this just anytime I want, you know, and, and, and some people don't have, I mean, they got to actually get to Vegas. I mean, I am sure now it's kind of easing up and, you know, with sports gambling, everything's, you know, a lot of that stuff's probably changing pretty f- fluidly, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if kind of the, cultural perception begins to shift even within you know faith communities and stuff like that obviously
1: as things become more legal
2: yeah just more acceptable in culture
1: so, so do you think because it shouldn't be you know it technically shouldn't be like a, you know say say you follow the bible mm. it, it that like culture shouldn't dictate what the bible says is okay but a lot of times that's how people
2: see it hundred percent. Yeah, I think the scriptures were always right. meant to transcend culture, but you know, people I mean, constantly fall prey to the, you know, prisoner of the moment and they just look at through the lens of society. And I mean, so much of what forms people is just, you know, nature versus nurture being a product of your environment. And I mean you can't well, help but amazing, have some sense of a lens.
1: It's amazing to me the people that are okay with uh the people that are okay with drinking right the majority of people are okay with drinking but then those same people would have an issue with marijuana or
2: there's like someone who grew up in Amsterdam right where it's a very yeah. common normal part of life and you know i don't know the statistics but i mean amsterdam hasn't burned to the ground yet and it's one of those things where a lot of times i mean look at like to that point you know look at states like colorado and you know this, some of the earlier states you know there was this felt like there was this big collective holding your breath moment for the country because we were just like half of the people were just like, yo, what's going to happen? And you had other people that were just like waiting for it to just, you know, burn up in flames. The
1: literal end of the world. Yeah, right?
2: like just like, oh, it's you know, we're going to have all kinds of extra problems in society if we legalize something like this. And it, it largely made no difference. And then the state was what, bringing in like billion a billion dollars a year?
1: It created yeah, created a tax revenue and then mm-hmm. everyone's home values went up. Mm-hmm. And real estate got real expensive out there.
0: Well, think of the amount of people incarcerated because of.
1: Yeah. Nonviolent. Yeah. 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 Well, that's. I do want to cover that in another podcast, so we won't go too deep into that. But as far as legalizing gambling, I mean, do you think if gambling was legal and we had casinos everywhere, would it be an issue? I mean, would people get sucked into it? Would people lose their houses because they can't pay their bills?
0: Well, like if they're going to lose their house if gambling becomes legal and they're gonna i mean they're gonna find a way to lose their house regardless yeah yeah
1: yeah. that's true i mean those type of people are those type of people i guess yeah yeah Yeah. but i mean what you know as far as you know what christians say about it yeah i
3: think the i think i think the one challenging point is um you know the idea that you you flee the appearance of evil which just means that you do your best to put yourself <clears throat> in situations whereby uh, at a later date or at some point in the future, it doesn't become a temptation for you. And then, and then a, ultimately an abusive issue. Right. So I think, I think that's the other <clears throat> stigma around it. That's pretty big for how it would have, would have grown up is not that, <clears throat> I mean, you, you just referenced alcohol. It's not that alcohol is wrong, but when it's a part of your life and then, Major life event, circumstance, problem hits you. Then, then something that was okay because it's a part of your life now becomes something that's extreme. Um, it's not that it's not that alcohol is wrong. It's just, uh, you know. But then when it becomes abused, and then it becomes to hurt you and your family or people around you. So I think I think gambling is kind of the <clears throat> you know synonymous with that where in, in the proper quantity under the right set of guidelines, circumstances with money that, that you can afford to lose, uh, you know, is, is okay. You know, the the question or or the vice would be is, yeah. You know, if it was, if it was accessible to the, the degree alcohol is, you know, would, would you see more problems with, with people who, again, it was okay. It was normal little bit here and there no big deal and all of a sudden major life event happens and then that just becomes something that they turn to Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Yeah. could very well be Yeah, I mean do you think it's the government's job to protect people from themselves
3: no I mean I don't think this is a government
1: or Christians for that matter yeah I don't think it's a
3: government Mm -hmm. issue that's what I'm, I'm just saying I think that the idea, the that whole flee the appearance of whatever, is not because, not because it's maybe wrong in the moment, but th- that because it just you allow something into your life that that could be difficult or harder to, you know, be good with later.
1: Yeah, what was your first experience gambling, Gab? Do you remember?
0: Yeah, I went to Tampa probably a couple times after I turned eighteen. I'm um, just playing like Texas Hold'em but like I never had the like real casino experience until we went to Vegas Can I you think. do that
3: at 18 in
1: Florida? There's some yeah, there's some Texas stuff you can, do. yeah, poker yeah. and all that. That's mm-hmm. not that's not illegal. I th- I
3: think in Vegas, they it to be 21
1: to be in there. Yeah, I guess it's not important um, for this conversation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well know. probably because they every, all the casinos serve alcohol. Mm. And that's a national. I mean, I think the national drinking age is twenty. Yeah, I don't 20, know. I, def- I definitely
0: went in there. Maybe I don't remember. I don't remember if they ID'd me, but definitely went in there. Played Texas Hold'em. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, didn't actually get the experience till we went. I think end of twenty twenty, and like like I never played like blackjack or craps or anything. It was just just Texas Hold'em. But I mean, it was so much fun. So, so I mean, I lost the the money I brought, but it was so much fun. No regrets.
2: <laughs> no regrets. So it looks like. I don't know how accurate this is, but this says, if you're in a casino, you must keep walking. Like, the question was, can you get in a casino at age 20? It says, if you're in a casino, you must keep walking. If you stop to observe, security will ask for ID or for ID to prove you're 21 or older. And then they'll ask you to move on. So, yeah, it's probably the alcohol reason, just because they're not really IDing people when they're giving out drinks.
1: Right, mm-hmm. they don't ID sense. anybody.
2: But that's going to be, I mean just like the whole marijuana conversation. I mean, once it moves into, if it moves into a place of being more legal, I mean, it's going to be covered in regulation. Like uh, you go to the Tampa hard rock, you're going to have a completely different experience than a Vegas casino. Like it's hard to get a drink. They're not cheap. You know, um,
0: well, yeah, definitely that's two different experiences.
2: <laughs> <laughs> those are the two big ones, Because <laughs> that one stings a little when you're already losing money on the gambling. Yeah, it's like, like At least ah, some we're getting having fun, we're getting yeah. some drinks. It's it's whatever. And then when you're just yeah, that's a that's a lose lose sometimes. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, that's yeah, that's definitely one of those things where I mean, because you could argue uh, as a Christian, I mean, you could argue that just being in Vegas in that atmosphere, because there are definitely things that are a little taboo in Vegas. Aside from the gambling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, certain casinos will have, like, girls just dancing, whatever, right? I mean, that's – there's definitely parts of that experience that are kind of, like, questionable. Like, okay, well, you know, avert your eyes or whatever. You gotta it's where do. the money's at. It is where the money's at mm-hmm. most of the time. They ain't losing tonight. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They win <winnin'>. them. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so, I mean, there's definitely that part of it that, that kind of comes with the experience. But, I mean – just, it's just so funny because people find any way to gamble. I mean, I, I love it how people will say, you know, I don't gamble, but I invest in the stock market. It's just like, well.
0: That's gambling, buddy.
1: Yeah. I lost a lot more in
2: the stock market than I ever lost at a casino. I'll tell you how much.
1: That is true. But it's hilarious. It's just mm-hmm. like, so can we go to Vegas and just call it investing? I mean, it's just, <laughs> we may as well. <laughs> it's lucrative. Yeah, right? It's just, I it He's can't like,
0: I like this out of that.
1: Yeah. It's just like, you know, just, I need to go to Vegas and invest some money. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. It's Like, Oh, what a real estate project. No, just, uh, just other investments, just miscellaneous quick returns, miscellaneous. Yeah. Short term gains.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's funny. Cause it's just, you know, I, I, and it's so funny, like how people can't, they just, it's just like this thing with anything. Right. Um, you know, people think that people think drinking's bad and then they'll have like or they'll be OK with just having alcohol if it's in the wine for communion or something. Or, you know, they think that it's just like and that's probably a bad example, but it's just how do you define it? How do you find gambling? Right. And it's just there are certain things in life that, like Nathan said, a lot of life is a gamble. Mm-hmm. A lot of things you're doing right um, is this move going to pay off? You know, is, am I doing this the right way or is this the right thing to do? Is this the right investment in my time? And, you know, it's, it's really just, it's really just all gambling and, you know, we're just, we're just treating it like, okay, no, you know, you're playing cards and if you lose, you lose money, you know, that's gambling, you know, or a slot machine, you know, if you're putting money in a slot machine and you lose money, that's gambling. Or if you win, win or lose, whatever the result, I guess is not important, the fact mm. that you're gambling the money. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just really interesting how we choose to, to try to define these things when in all reality, everyone gambles, you know, in their own way. And we are just using these definitions to try to condemn people. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just hard. You know, I just don't, yeah, I just don't, I just don't see the merit in that. I think the other,
3: uh, <clears throat> tricky thing, which, which could be, uh, associated with, probably many of the topics you guys talk about is is kind of the world's perception of what a christian should or should not do versus what's actually okay and how how are we how are we living our lives responsible to christ to be a witness to those around us right so mm-hmm. we've we've spent 30 minutes talking about why it's okay like not a technical sin to gamble the question I, I would have or ask is, you know, based on our responsibility to live our lives, maybe to a higher standard, maybe not, <clears throat> or in some areas, maybe to a higher standard, maybe not, you know, how do we, you know, how do we do, you know, if we really believe that, that Christ is the hope of the world and, and all of that, that, um, that our actions are then based on other people or cultures perspective of that, you know, because how many people like hypocrisy is running like crazy in the church world. Right. It's like, well, I see you at church. You say this, I see you in the world doing this. That doesn't add up. Mm -hmm. Therefore I'm not interested. Right. You know, because I think we're in a world that is dying for uh, reality. Right. They, they want it to be real. And um, so like, how do you balance like the cultural, expectations of what is okay, what is not okay versus what actually is.
1: Yeah. And is it, is it Christianity or, you know, whatever religion's job to, to, to change that perception or because a lot of people are just, you know, they just claim that it's, you know, they're unapologetic about who they are as a person, right? It's just like, oh, I need to live my life unaffected by everyone else i am who i am you know and and you know just my faith is my faith and this is how i'm i'm living it out and regardless of what other people think but i think what other people think is very important like i think it's real important because like you said people will just be like i don't want any part of that
3: yeah well i i mean and it's such an easy example i i always think back to is you know when tony talks about swearing right right wrong indifferent doesn't matter doesn't feel the need to do it in his personal life, but in the context uh, with colleagues or in in business settings or whatever, because culture has created such a taboo around certain words. Mm -hmm. And then those words have implied like meaning, you know, he has to use certain types of communication to ultimately get, get people to react. Yeah. It's just, you know, Do you think part of that is because we're
2: just so uh, we're just so good at suppressing Mm -hmm. and it's like it almost takes something extreme to really break through and actually like provoke a little authentic Mm -hmm. like response. I just think about I mean there were just dude my masks had masks like it was just like you cannot crack me bro like I will go toe to toe but I was I mean I was just chilling nonstop dealing with shame and guilt those are just horrible emotions to be living in you know so it's even when you're you're in a church setting you're trying to do the right thing all you can think about is just like i didn't earn the right to like be engaged or to really because i mean when i don't know i was just actually for this uh past mother's day uh yesterday went to church with my mom because i've been i've been out of church for um it's been I mean, it's got going on two years almost. And I, I mean, I didn't miss a Sunday for 30 years of my life. And so um, that was because, I mean, the first three years I was, I was a baby and my parents uh, planted a church and we lived there. And so (laughs) I was there a lot, but um, like going back and, you know, just being real about it. There's just, there's elements of it where, and, and, the church was incredible. These are the most amazing people, but there's still real elements where I'm just like, I don't want to see these people because end of the day, it's like, I know they're going to be incredibly loving and supportive. And I, you know, maybe this isn't even appropriate to assume anything about them, but in my mind, the way that I just think about it, you know, it's like, we're all, we live this cult. We're just obsessed with other people, perception and what they think. And so it's, you know, part of it, you don't even want to be in the building because it's like, I just don't want to have the conversation. And then that small talk, like, how you been? da da, da, da. And it's like, I'm not really ready to like, I mean, I guess I'll dive in if you want to have a real conversation. But it, like, we're going to need to go get lunch. It's going to take some time. Like, and but what was interesting is just being there.
1: It's amazing yesterday. how we all find ourselves small talking. I mm-hmm. hate it so much.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: But so, it's like, what else do you say? I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's too many. It's like there's too many people in the church to get deep with everyone so it's like you have to resort to small talk or you just seem like an a-hole so it's just like what do you You need to
2: normalize that head nod bro just be like hey i see you (laughs) acquaintance we're in the same building often but uh unless you have a problem
3: don't talk to me (laughs) yeah Yeah. don't talk
2: what's good bro (laughs) and it was like i just think it's not and it's not like being mean i think just naturally it's like we have x amount of bandwidth in our lives. And it's just, I mean, there's a reason I think that a lot of the New Testament churches in Acts, they describe them as meeting from house to house. And it was just, you know, they didn't build mega churches or, I mean, uh, they could have, who knows, but it's, you know, the model that Jesus gave us was, I got an inner circle of three, Peter, James, and John, and then I got 12 disciples and we're going to go around and spend our, you know, our, our time ministering, but like, we're not, You know, they didn't like add people to the group as, you know, time went on. It was just this thing where you only have so much time and it's, you know, I'm I'm with you. Like, I think probably a lot for me because I was dealing with a lot of that, like, you know, living two lives. And it wasn't because I didn't want Jesus or I didn't want to pursue ministry. It was, I, I really did love that. And I felt like I had skills to do it. But I also felt this other thing inside me that was just like, I didn't like wanna be fake, but it was like I had genuine interest. Like I wanted to go down that road also. And, you know, of of course, a lot of those things I ended up doing going down that road weren't helpful. They hurt people. And, you know, it does come with regret. But I still feel like I'm in the place where like being at that service yesterday, I think part of the reason I just like, so value like this specifics and, and there's a million ways to do church now. That's the thing. It's like, we don't even are, we shouldn't even be arguing to begin with, but a lot of times, you know, there's so many different ways to do church when it's like, I mean, Jesus spoke and and then we have one blueprint and then now you, there's a million kind of Christian churches out there. And so then it becomes, you know, so much, the conversation is, uh, they didn't do music long enough the music was too long like those songs were too old the songs were too new like da, 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 da. and it's i mean there's just you just start to critique everything but this service i was at yesterday it was like it was super refreshing because it was just it just felt like such an authentic experience like we were there for like two and a half hours or maybe a little over two hours and i think it was about an hour and 35 hour and 40 minutes of the music because it was just dude you could just i don't know i cried a lot like i was just like something about the atmosphere where it was like you're, you get enough people in a building in a room where they can kind of let go of the junk, you know, all the stuff that we carry that we're not really meant to carry. And there's something. I mean,
3: I mean, you feel it. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's funny. I was in a <clears throat> seminar with Tony one time. He was talking about some of the reasons that he has people do certain things in the room, right? Standing up, singing, or, or screaming, or whatever. Like, like we were literally designed that that different uh i'm going to say the wrong words hormones or endorphins some something are released when we do those actual mm-hmm. actions so so it's interesting and it's not surprising that when you're in a setting like that and i can i can relate in many you know really intense isn't the right word but really genuine worship experiences at at concerts or or conferences like where it's like man like this is so cool cuz god like god mm-hmm. literally made me Mm-hmm. To have this like euphoric moment
1: worshiping him, mm-hmm. which is just so cool, yeah. And I mean, it's it's not even, yeah, like you were saying, um, to a lot of people, it's not even religious, it's they it wouldn't even relate it to that. It's just the oh, same, same people in the world feel that at like a U2 concert, yeah.
0: Well, I was gonna say the same thing. I mean, Spiritual like, I don't ever go to church, but there are some like worship songs that I listen to where I just like get full body chills. I'm just like, why is this happening? Yeah. there's like mm-hmm. some sometimes just like the, f- the like the feeling behind the i mean i don't know what it is but about it sometimes All about but.
2: that bass. <laughs> <laughs> the bass well i think there's i think because i agree with you there is it just hits different and i don't know why if i had to guess i think a lot of it has to do with the intention behind like the why behind the song
0: yeah right? well yeah because there's other so, there's other like non-worship songs where i also get like Full body chills. I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this happening?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, it's just man. I like. I found myself because I used to listen to nothing but Christian worship music. Like when we grew up, it was like, like I still remember when Mom found your CD, your with wet country music on it, and it was like a thing. And it was, it was a bad thing. Oh. And like it was Kinda just country like, music. It uh, could have been anything. Who knows? I mean, it had have yeah. been just the most benign, like it was probably Corey really Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, just <laughs> super chill, like nothing bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But it was, uh, it was, it was just like, this is this is <laughs>
2: on the acceptable list of things to listen to. But I mean, I do agree that end of the day, you see it all throughout scriptures, like the gates, like the ears and the eyes, you know, what we watch and listen to. Like, it's no wonder that we look at culture and you go look at like pop culture, you look at the most popular songs, like you could probably go look at like the top 10 songs right now. And I'm gonna guess like the messages are gonna be a little like probably wouldn't want to teach this stuff to my kids type yeah. of a thing, yeah. and it's and it's it's understandable because so I mean so many great songs and so much just burst out of that pain or that real raw emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have like I mean there was this I, I grew up on like a little alt rock I loved Blink 182 couldn't really listen to it but. If I could, I would have <laughs> listened to him now. But there was another album that came out, and the guy in like a Machine Gun Kelly kind of vibe is more recent stuff. And then this other guy came out, and uh, his name's I think his name's like Jaden, and he came, released an album, and and it had a real similar like MGK kind of Blink 182 vibe, and I loved it. And so I was just like jamming it all the time. And then I went to listen to like every single song. It's like this kid's like 18, and it's like. Like, you made it in our society. Like, you're doing pretty well. And every song was about, like, not wanting to be here, was about escaping, was about pills. I mean, it's just, you know, maybe it's just part of that industry. But, you know, I I think part of the reason that some of those worship songs just hit you is because, like, there's just something about music where it, it, I don't know, whether it just kind of drops your defenses and it's just.
0: It's almost like motivational
1: sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, something can be said for that. Circling back to the, um, the the uh the circles and like how as humans it's hard for us to be involved with too many people. Um, I don't know. Is there an example in the Bible where it, it says uh, where it talks about Jesus like turning people away, like people that want to be part of the twelve or something like that, and him just him just saying, "Hey, sorry, there's no space." I don't know, honestly. I'll have to Google that. Right That's point. what. I kind of just, I mean, that's, that's my problem is that, you know, I serve on the worship team currently and it's just, it's difficult because. Until
3: they see this podcast.
1: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, oh, we're going to need you to step down. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so I. Got to get that Monday morning. <laughs> breakfast meeting, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, I, there, there are hundreds of people, you know, involved in a volunteer sense in that and there's new people coming all the time I'm always serving new people people that are starving for community they need you know they want people to be their friends to do life with and I feel bad it's like I wish I had time to hang out with everyone but the the fact is I have I mean I probably spend more time with you guys than I do with anyone else right
0: yeah
1: um and that's like you know, for 40 hours a week at least right and what so a lucky guy what a lucky, what a guy. lucky guy lucky me a lucky us, yes, right? Lucky yeah. Yes. Oh, no. There you go. Turn it around. Um, but, it, you know, for me, it's it's just like I just wish I had time to hang out with everyone, but I can't. Like, I just don't feel like we were designed to have this many close relationships. I mean, you like you were saying, Jesus had yeah. three people, and then there was the 12. So how how is that? What's the commensurate example in our lives where it's like, all right, I have some close friends. I have some, like, friends that I'll hang out with somewhat frequently. But then it's like other people. What am I supposed to do? Just be like, hey, sorry, man, there's no room. You can't well, do even that. if you
0: tried to, it wouldn't be as genuine as I know.
1: And I end up letting people down. I've, that's happened before, right? So it's just like, what do you do, right? Do you just and I know we're off topic, but it's fine. We can go here because it's important. You know, I feel like it's well. The question
3: is, is like, how do you balance? Because like, like my in laws, I think did a really good job uh, with this. Like they have they have four or five or six couples that literally were in their church together when the church was small. And for twenty five years, maybe more, like they've all been best friends, small groups together, hanging out together, serving together, going on vacations together, raising kids together.
1: I mean, they were also part of a small town, small like. That's what I was going to say. Though. unique challenges when it comes to living in a bigger city.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, well, but the scriptures were written to people that were kind of having more of a small town type experience for the most
1: part. I mean, these are the a lot of developed cities
2: in the world, but I mean. I mean, people
1: getting new jobs, constantly moving away, new people coming in. I mean, I've had close friends leave and move away for jobs in other states. Like, how mm-hmm. often did that happen to them?
3: Yeah, un- uncommon. I, I mean, I would say, I mean, they were like 20 minutes outside of Columbus, and most, I, th- I think I know what all of the people that worked did, and most of the jobs were in Columbus. They just happened to all live yeah, a little outside of town. But um, but they were, yeah, I mean, look, they grew up specifically in their generation, which is 20 or 30 years better than us. uh you know where you just didn't you didn't move a lot I mean you didn't pursue a lot of opportunities so here we are in a very transient area where everybody's kind of chasing their dream the next job whatever uh I mean like look at my father in law like he worked at the power company diligently for thirty five years like he certainly could have had opportunities to do something different or yeah you know whatever but it was just that that culture that really stuck stuck with it so how do we? Thirty years old or thirty-five years old, you know, create that community to do life with. When, well, uh, I think the biggest
1: challenge in, to in that, today's climate because it's
2: very different as right. time has gone on. Well, I, and I think to your point, I think the challenge is we don't view that tribe of like really close trusted people, like having that as like the most important thing in our life, right? Like it's. Hey, I'm just going to go wherever the best financial opportunity is for me and my family because I think that brings us the best level of security, you know, and comfort. And then once we get there, we'll find a church, probably hop around a few different ones, try it out, see
1: what we like,
2: Yeah, you know, and it's those one of those. The, those are
1: the kind of people that constantly move around, have over 2,000 Facebook friends and no real friends. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Just, I think it's
2: just become normal.
3: That's yeah. probably become a
2: very normal thing.
3: And mm-hmm. so we just compare cool. like, like my in laws with like our parents, like mm-hmm. my friends were like friends of everyone and yet friends of nobody. Like right. you know, like those those couples, like they, they did life together, vacation together, they helped each other when somebody was sick or meal trains or whatever. Like like we we don't have that. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that. I mean we were probably closer with a couple couple families growing up, but only because they yeah. wanted they wanted closer access to dad. Mm-hmm. No, I
2: still think, like, one of the coolest things, you know, thinking about going forward and, like, really finding your people and your tribe and, like, in that similar situation, like, how dope would it be to just buy, like, all this land, like, a cul-de-sac and just get, like, five families that you really just, you know, you don't have to love everyone, but, like, people you've just committed to, like. Compound gonna Yeah, (laughs) right.
0: So, I think Brussels. it's in the plan. <laughs> okay, okay. It's in the plan. I was like, is but, uh,
2: this, this going to happen? But I mean, how dope would that be? You just described be. a commune. Like, how dope <laughs> would that be, though? Like, if you got, you <laughs> All know, something happens. i we'll do drugs to And it's like, there's like three or four houses. Like, life happens. <laughs> life happens. You Come need to my couch? house for that. Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> I am just kidding.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I got the dogs, no children. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're planning for your future wife kicking you out. You need a couch. <laughs> yeah. I need a couch. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna walk next door.
2: But uh I mean, how cool would that be? Just to like underground tunnels. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Just like in the whoever you know goes out and works whatever. But I've like, never thought about this. You could. I've never yeah, thought right.
0: about
2: it. <laughs> First time brought this up. But ever. just the people in the homes would just kind of rally together and make make the meals for the people that are working to come home. It doesn't need to be the men and the women or what. I mean, however that boils out and yeah. where it breaks down, you know. But like. Just, I, I think because successful
3: of, private chef, yeah,
2: <laughs> for sure that, oh, there you go. But it's like, we just, we, because it's so easy to travel now, we just spread out and like, we all live in the same city, but like, I mean, me and Nate probably like 25, 30 minutes away. My mom's like in the same city, but she's like a good 30, 35 minute drive. And so,
1: yeah,
2: I mean, she's super helpful and we do help each other with a lot of things, but it's like. I mean, that's like an hour in my day to get there and back or it's an hour in her day to just pop over to my house and Let my dogs out if I can't be home every eight hours kind of a thing And it's like man life would just be so simple if I had just like didn't have dogs a squad. I think no, also if we that could bring I think about that all the time to
0: work Oh <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, I'm not done with that. You just you Dude, get this little car Emotional support animal I don't uh, think they... You
0: say that, but you would not let me bring my dogs to work. <laughs> Lindsay and
3: I brought Ari to work with us for like a year. I do <laughs> remember that.
0: I'm just saying, my dogs would be great office dog. I, I mean, if anyone's having like frustrations, just hmm. go, get a little cuddle in.
3: My dogs would be yeah. the worst.
1: Well, I remember days. when we worked Dude, out of your yeah.
3: house,
0: and well, the dogs, dogs were always barking and and on
3: phone calls, and I'm just awesome. like, I can't handle this shit. Yeah, they can't have a doorbell. We have to remove the doorbells <laughs> and close the blinds. Yeah, we could just throw
1: the You're huskies saying.
0: into
2: Corey's office and get in <laughs> howling.
0: If we ever buy an office building, <laughs> I, I will be bringing Woo-hoo. up my dogs.
2: <laughs> that would be also dope, though. And <laughs> it's good, a sweet little
1: feng shui office environment with animals. It's good.
0: They would just chill in my office in their little uh, little dog beds. Once like in a while, we got to have lawnas. someone
1: come in and be like, "Hey, just because since we'll be nose blind at that point, it's like, hey, just this doesn't this office doesn't smell like dog, does it? <laughs> just, just wanted to get an outside opinion.
0: <laughs> it's not like they'll be taking poops in the office.
1: No, but you know like how you, sure. you know how like you know like how like sometimes it's sure. oh, like that's st- That's y'all's
0: dogs. <laughs> my, yeah, dogs my dogs, do dogs drop loafs. I,
1: I had like a friend, absolute loaves. I did have a friend one time, it's like I went to his house and it was like it smelled like cat pee and dog. And he was so used to it he just didn't know. Mm. You, you hanging out with I mean? Corey again? No, I mean, that's it, not
0: right. How did he not know when you, when you come from the outside <laughs> and then walk into your house, you can smell I'm telling like you. if the trash wasn't taken out. Well, no, like, I mean, like, Something sure. Right. But
1: like, yeah, trash is different. But like when you're used to a, your house smelling, so it's the same thing with people's cars. Like you ever <laughs> done to someone's car. It's like a real strong, like, yep, this is your car. I can smell it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just kind of a sense <laughs> you get. Yeah. Right. It's just some people just aren't, just don't know. And you know, you know, we get a new office building. Corey's going to bring his cat in. You know what I'm saying? Nah,
0: dude. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I feel like you got to put in a certain amount of hours a week. (laughs) (laughs) And then your animals are allowed.
1: New qualification. That's hilarious. You can bring half of your cat in. (laughs) Pick up the other half from China Walk. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. No, so. uh, So, gambling. Yeah, so back to gambling. That's why. But the the other part of what you said, I think, is important. Is other outside the outside perception of Christians, right? And I hope there's a lot of non Christians that listen to this podcast, right? And just kind of like and go deep into the archive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time they they see this, by the time they see this, yes, dabble into the the dabble EP three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll try to come up with somewhat provocative titles for these, right? You're Um, doing great. Yeah, well.
0: Provocative titles. What was the last one?
1: Uh, I think it was, like, cursing and some other random shit. I think I called it that. Literally that. that shit. Literally that? <laughs> literally that. Well, with seriously, the I is an exclamation point. <laughs> so it's not, like, actually saying shit, you know? Shh. Really? It's, like, yeah. R- emphasis on the SH. <laughs> 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 uh But I, I think it's important, like, the perception. Do you not believe it him? Is. Are you checking I, right I now? I did check, yeah. <laughs> it is. He it's called that in the It is, So, yeah, I also, the one that we were talking about today, the New Testament thing, I want one that's called, Was Jesus the First Communist? <laughs> <laughs> just I just, I want people to hate it so Certainly much. Certainly not the first, but <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, there had to have been a few before him.
1: <laughs> did Jesus promote communism? <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is. But, uh, but yeah, I think the perception needs, needs to, I think Christians need to do a better job of changing the perception. And that's like, not necessarily like living an unapologetic life, but, you know, just really just telling people like, hey, you know, I am i don't claim to be perfect. Right. And a lot of that has to do with, like I was saying, in the last podcast, like, you know, people who live over righteous lives, you would argue and elevate themselves to where they're not relatable to other people then that creates a perception of the people that Christians need to be perfect. And this is not the case like Christ accepts you how you are and whatever and and it's just we screw up, we're human, right? And mm-hmm. and just that's the problem. It's just like you're not recognizing common humanity with other people. That's the bottom line. And and that goes with people that are would identify as religious and people that aren't, you know. Um, it's like we're all humans and just because you know we claim there's a spiritual impact on our lives, it doesn't mean that the next day we're just living perfect. And, you know, we're not going to do anything that pisses you off. Right. It's just, that's a perception needs to change. And hopefully, you know, um, hopefully and, we can start to understand that like, yeah, it was yeah. just gambling and all these other things. It's like, it's just that, you know, it's, uh, as long as it's not a vice, like there's nothing really wrong yeah. with it. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just to this point, there's just been a lot if of we people lived in Vegas. Living, would it be a vice? I don't know. I think, I think we'd probably do it less. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like when you get a pool, it's like you swim and you like, it's like you have a less of a desire to swim in a pool. Like yeah. it's weird, right? You're the closer you are to it. Like the less you want to do it. What were you saying, Justin? You want to say something? I was. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone now. He's thinking about living in Vegas. If it's meant to, <laughs> if it's meant to come back, yeah, she'll come back. Yeah. Well, I think we're an hour anyway. So. Yeah. Oh,
2: I got it. Okay. Bam! He's got it. wrap it up here. Bonus. So the, with the concept of like the, the perception, cause that, I mean, that's part of the challenge for me kind of in my personal journey with all the spirituality stuff is, um, I felt like it was hard for me to really do it well and do it right. And then also like the weight of the responsibility that you carry for like other people's souls. Right. It's like, not only do you have to get it right, and live this kind of way which is not easy to begin with in today's culture but on top of that now it's like other people's souls are also your responsibility you know great commission all that stuff and so i you know i and honestly my views and i'm probably gonna say a lot of things that contradict like other things that i've said because like right now i just am kind of just approaching it open-minded and i hope that my views change and i hope that You know, I never get to a point where like I'm not willing to listen to another viewpoint because, you know, I'm right, you know, and like no one else can be right. And so like for the perception thing and like thinking about like optics and what other people see and like think, I think I cared so much about that for so much of my life that now I feel like the pendulum swung and I'm just like, I don't care if I come on this podcast and say a bunch of stuff that's going to really concern a lot of people. Like it's like at this point, I don't know. Like you're you're scared to offend, and not that I want to offend, but it's almost like I don't know where's that balance of like. You never want to live your life based off other people's opinions. Well, I mean that's but too. I think everyone Christian everyone life needs to be requires open. you. Yeah, everyone like you need be. people to have a good opinion of you as a Christian because you're trying to reach them, right? So it's like that was part of the struggle for me. It was like I don't even know what I like.
1: I'm trying to figure this out for me. Yeah. And people think people's opinions on the outside don't matter. And that is just that's yeah. I won't say it, but yeah, that's that's malarkey. Garbage. Yes. Malarkey in the words of Biden. Yeah. It's a, it's a sh- t- moment. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally get you need to be open. You need to be willing to change your mind on things, especially when as Christians, if, if you, you need to be able to change your mind on things that are that are that don't affect your salvation and quit acting like that they do. Dinosaurs. I mean, it's just and, and be open. Right. And openness is not like EP4. Yeah. And openness is <laughs> not. <like, laughs> oh, open- got a whole like they make whole promotional materials
2: like to help people like, hey, we think this is where dinosaurs could have fit into the scriptures because there's people that are just like. I don't know. There's not a lot of them. Are the bones real? Yeah, there's who planted those bones? Who planted the bones, yeah. People years ago <laughs> with 3D printers. yeah, because I mean we'll do it in another episode, but the young earth stuff. I mean, all this stuff. Well, where you try yeah, it so, so literally. yeah,
1: you, you tell someone it's it's being open to someone's opinion does not mean sitting there scoffing at them, like because that's the way Christians tend to view other people's opinions. Like you could say, you know, yeah, I think I think I believe in the big bang, whatever, and then someone would be like, okay, you know, it's just like. Mm -hmm. And they do that for their own comfort because they don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they think that if they, they have to choose, they think they have to choose one over another. And that's another thing we want to tackle and let people know that you don't have to choose. You can believe in both things and you know, they're not. Yeah. So we've talked about that before. Well, it's
3: just like how much, how much energy do you want to put into arguing about that over like helping somebody just get
1: on a basic level about the scripture? Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, yeah, like, who, who cares? Yeah, no, exactly. That's that's exactly my point. Who cares about a lot of that stuff? Who cares? I mean, we're just we're just open to be creative and have creative thoughts about that stuff, because there's not enough guidance in the Bible to, like, tell us that, oh, yeah, this for sure happened. This for sure didn't happen. A lot of it is our is story format. So it, it, it it's very detailed about the important stuff. And then some of the other stuff is open to interpretation, which is fine.
3: Who knows before man, it could have been like, God was the God of the monkeys. Uh, who and, then knows? God, and then God was
1: like, Hey, this would be fun. Planet yeah. of the apes, dude. <laughs> I know it really happened, but, but I'm just saying it, you know, then there's They'll some, never figure it out. There's, there's, are yeah. some people, Hiding in plain there's some <laughs> <plain laughs> people, their face would turn white and they stare you down. If they heard you say that, you know, it's just yeah. like, you can't. And you know, that's, that's the kind of perception we're trying to get people out of with this podcast. So, um, Yeah, again, everyone, thanks for joining. Hopefully you found this informative, somewhat thought-provoking, entertaining, or or what have you. It's a little bit of a trudge, but we'll get better at this, let it flow a little more, maybe a little bit more scripted in the future. Um, But appreciate you watching, listening. We'll see you next time. See you, Luke. Bye.